Listen, listen, listen. Who told you that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Who Told You That? Happy New Year. Hope you had a fabulous time with family and friends. And if you did not because of this whole COVID crap, uh, I hope that you had some Zoom time at least. Or you just had a nice, quiet evening. I don't know. That, sometimes that's beautiful. We had a low-key holiday. In this episode, we are going to go into me getting my first placement. Me doing all the things that I juggle. We're going to go into me producing for multiple people. We're going to go into my word of the year. We're going to go into how one yes pretty much changes trajectory of my whole life. You're going to want to tune in, buckle up, and really listen to what I'm saying. Let's on. But first, let's hear a word from my sponsor. Today's message is brought to you by MusicAndLifeMindset.com. Are you a singer-songwriter or an artist who wants to learn how to produce their own songs? Or maybe you're a producer who wants to build more modern tracks, build up your catalog, get more clients, and maybe even get the right mindset about production. You want to learn a faster workflow? You want to learn from industry experts who are killing the game and finding success and getting their songs in TV, film, and ads? You want to hang with an amazing community of people who have fun every single week? Do you want to have one of the dopest, most disrespectful producers in the universe right. walking alongside of you? Then you need to head on over to musicandlifemindset.com, hit that subscribe button right now, and find out more about Music and Life Mindset Academy. Make 2022 your year to be the producer of all time. What you waiting for? Do it. Yo, let's start this podcast off by saying Happy New Year. Thank y'all for being here every week. Thank y'all for the messages too, like letting me know how much my podcast means to you. Thank y'all for those who comment, rate. And if you have not done that, then what are you waiting for? Do that before I show up at your house, all right? I'm I'm not going to edit that out. I like that. I'm going to keep that right there. <laughs> No, but I, I really do appreciate all the love that I'm getting from, from this podcast. I don't take it lightly. So happy new year. Hope is off to a great start. My theme for this year is unapologetic. I'm just done apologizing for who I am on this journey. I'm done overcompensating for things because of feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm just ready to fully believe in myself and step into everything God has for me. You know, it's a, it's a definitely an ongoing journey. I just feel like I have not yet reached that point where I'm just fully rocking with what I do. There's still this self-doubt, which is normal. But when it comes to apologizing and overcompensating for things because you you just don't feel like you deserve it or you didn't work hard for it or everybody's better than you. So you can't charge what you charge and all these things. Uh, I'm done with that in 2022. I'm ready to really embrace my skills and just take this to the next level, whatever that means. So that's my word, unapologetic. My other word is grateful and grateful because I had, I lost a couple friends at the end of 2021 uh, and that always puts life back in perspective, you know, so wherever you are right now, even if you're not where you want to be, uh, find reasons why you can be grateful for where you are. Like what, what are you contributing to where you are? How is it better because you're there? And what are you getting from being there? Like every part of the journey is definitely part of the bigger picture. And it's, it's, 
shaping you into who you are supposed to be when you get to that other side that you're waiting for. So don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. So be grateful for every part of the journey. I know I said that in the last podcast too, but I just think it's so important, especially uh, losing a couple friends. Again, life back in perspective. So on this episode, we are going to take a deep dive into me getting my first placement and then everything else that I'm doing. Because it's, I really wake up and I look in the mirror and I, I am really grateful. Again, there's that word for what I'm doing right now. I mean, I remember waking up in the wee hours of the night, making beats, not knowing why, <laughs> why I'm making beats. I just knew that I loved making music. And so this, this burning desire, this passion of mine would wake me up um, at, you know, 11 o'clock. Then I'll be up until sometimes four in the morning, knowing I have to go to work at 7 a.m. And there is always this, this feeling of why, why am I doing this? And fast forward to now, you know, I'm producing for multiple people. I've had multiple songs placed in TV and film. I've started my own production course. I've started a podcast. Like these are things that I've dreamed of doing. And so I'm just in reflection mode, looking back like, man, that's amazing that I'm at this point. And how did I get to this point? Well, that is consistency and just staying with it. I mean, honestly, that is one of the biggest things in on any journey, I believe, is just consistency and sticking with it. Yeah, you're going to have ups and downs, but you stick with it long enough, something's going to happen. One of You're going to hit one of those goals. And for me, saying yes to an opportunity it was what really changed my life. And that was saying yes to Kathy Heller's six-figure course. That changed the whole trajectory of my life, I believe, of what led to getting these placements, then my course, then working with multiple people. The funny thing is, I was not going to say yes to this opportunity when this uh, six-figure course rolled around. I wasn't going to say yes because I didn't have the money. I did not have the means to pay this much money for this program. Uh, it started off with an eight-day challenge, met so many people from all over the world, worked with them online, and I had a partner. We, we teamed up. Uh, shout out to Ben Code. That was my, that was my uh, writing buddy. And we did a track, and then we submitted it, and they would give feedback and let us know how close we were. So I submitted a track with him, and then I also submitted a track by myself, and I got feedback from Catch the Moon, Catch the Moon Music. And they say, yo, this song is almost ready to be pitched for, you know, a film or TV. You just need to add a couple little elements just to change it. But the, the quality is there. And when they sent that email back, that really changed my whole attitude of how I saw my music. Because I've never heard somebody say the quality is fantastic and almost ready for film and TV. That gave me that boost I needed. So when it came time to sign up for the course, we talked ourselves out of it. We talked ourselves out of it. We were like, you know, we got too much going on right now. There's no way we're going to be able to afford this course. Um, we got all these bills. Plus, my grandma was sick at the time. I was like, what if I had to go to Vegas? So we talked ourselves out of it. Even though my wife and I both had this deep gut feeling like I was supposed 
to do this course. But we talked ourselves out of it. Now, the next day, <laughs> next day, we go to church. And this is great because we haven't been, we didn't, at this time period, we didn't go to church in a while because um, we were in a whole transition phase and moving and different stuff. And we went to church. And the pastor, as we're sitting there, the pastor says, some of you are letting money stop you from a decision that you know you have to do. My wife starts elbowing me. I'm elbowing her like, do you hear this dude? Like, what is happening right now? Like, what? And he kept saying it over and over. He's like, why are you letting money stop you from what God has placed on your heart to do? Don't you know he will provide? And my wife and I were kicking the crap out of each other. Like, yo, what is happening right now? Like, he was literally talking right to us. Insane. So after church, we go to the car. We look at each other and our exact words were, you know what we got to do. I don't know how we're going to make this happen. I don't know how this is going to work, but this has to be done. We got to do this. And I signed up for the course. I said yes, not knowing how. All right. Because we, we only had enough just to make that one monthly payment. Now, I'm not telling anybody to be irresponsible, but we just knew that we were going to make it work. We knew that we had the first payment. When the other payment rolled around for the next month, we'll, we'll figure something out. So I wanted it so bad, y'all. Like, and at this time, I was also working on my degree. So there's a lot of things going on where I had to be focused, working on my degree, but then also doing this program, making tracks. So I said, yes. Funny thing about saying yes to an opportunity, you don't know when you'll reap the harvest from saying yes. It could be a few years from now, could be months from now, could be a lot of years from now, but you saying yes leads to another yes, leads to another yes, may lead to a detour, but eventually it's leading you towards something bigger than yourself. And this is what I learned saying yes to this opportunity. It allowed me to see what I'm capable of, how far I can stretch myself, the mental capacity I can hold for doing a lot of tracks, and even stretching myself to the point of, can I mix and master a track fully and make it sound phenomenal? All of these things, all of these questions were answered when I uh, stepped into this next phase of my life and also show me that... um. I, I, I can make things happen if I need to. For example, we were doing Uber Eats, whole family hopping in the car, doing Uber Eats to get extra money. I was also doing Fiverr, uh, making beats, which I actually got pretty, I got some good traction on that. I did not fully believe in myself, so I was definitely um, shortchanging myself. Like I was not charging my worth looking back. I can see that. Like I was charging like, I don't know, 40, $40 a track, working my butt off doing these custom tracks for $40. But you know what? I had a bunch of great reviews coming in, um, doing a lot of great work, and that was helping to give me these monthly payments. So I'm doing Uber Eats. I'm doing school. I'm doing Fiverr. I'm doing nine to five. I'm taking care of a family on top of getting in this course busting my butt, making these tracks for this different homework and themes that they're given, partnering with lots of different people, banging out all kinds of tracks. I mean, I really found out what I was capable of by saying yes. And it was not easy, but I also learned how to prioritize things. This is where I learned, okay, I need to set timers because I need to have a designated timer for doing homework. I need to have a designated timer for working on so-and-so's track and so-and-so's track. 
and doing other things. So I was learning time management as well. I was learning how to stay organized in the process of all of this. And it paid off, paid off. I got my first Nordstrom rack placement, which I shared in the previous podcast episode within three to five months. I can't really remember exactly, but three to five months of doing the program. So that was a huge boost of motivation. And it let me know that anything is possible. So before I got this placement, they had the uh, Sync Keepers event where everybody gets together, go to LA. We meet at this phenomenal place. Not too big. I forgot the name of the place. Um, Kind of small. Again, also shout out to my 6FS crew and my Music and Life Mindset crew. Um, so we, we meet at this place and we, they have a bunch of music supervisors there, some different workshops. And it's just a time of refreshing and it's a time of renewing the mind. And it's a time of meeting like-minded individuals who are on the same path as you. It's an amazing place to fill your cup up. Sync Keepers was just this magical wonderland. And as we're there, Kathy said this one thing that always stuck with me. And she just said, close your eyes and imagine where you would be if you gave yourself permission, permission to just go all in. It was something, it wasn't those exact words, but it really resonated with me. And I realized I'm still holding back. I didn't, I have not given myself permission. I don't even believe that this is possible, even though I'm doing it. And so as I'm going forward in this workshop, she asked, you know, does anybody have anything to share from the workshop towards the end? I just felt compelled to speak. And I went down there and I just, I told them all what was really on my heart. I just said, look, it's possible. Now, this is before I even got the placement, y'all. I was like, look, this is possible. I was like, I I'm doing this with four kids, going to work, in school right now but I'm making it work. I've never worked with so many people in my life. And I shared these words with them. And uh, that's when Kathy took notice to me. And we actually, after the whole workshop, we actually spoke for a little bit. And uh, I learned more about her. She learned more about me. And we became great friends. And uh, she found out about my chaplain journey and all those things. And not too long after that, I landed my first placement like probably about a month after the whole sink keepers thing. And then I already knew Kathy. So it was just this amazing momentum because right after that speech, you know, me sharing like there's room, I believe this is going to happen. We got this. And then boom, I get my placement. And after that, uh, the floodgates kind of opened for a little bit because, you know, now it's like, yo, who's Nick Phelps? I need to work with them. So I started getting a lot of messages of people wanting to work with me. Again, this is very surreal to me because my journey started off like everybody else is waking up in the wee hours of night just doing music, not knowing if I was ever going to do this professionally. Now I'm doing this professionally. I'm producing for a lot of people. Like I said, I got my course. Like this is still surreal for me and I love it and I don't take it you know, for granted. So grateful. So now let's go back. So I get my first placement, all these messages flooding in like, yo, Nick Phelps, I want to work with you, yada, 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 all these things. And then uh, on one of Kathy's Zoom call, which also, if y'all don't, uh, Kathy's podcast is now called the Kathy Heller Show. Definitely should go check that out. Um, used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job. So as I am getting all these messages flooding in, then Kathy 
shares the information, but she goes on a, a Zoom with her next class and is like, pumps me up. Like, yo, y'all gotta know Nick Phelps. <laughs> when she did that, like my inbox got so flooded. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why do I have all these different uh, messages from people? Like just people all over. And then uh, somebody was like, yo, Kathy just mentioned your name. You might start getting a lot of emails, which was already happening. So that was uh, that was funny. But there was this uh, this pressure, you know, now I got to keep up this momentum. And then there's this self-doubt that kicks in. Like, am I really good? Like, will I ever get another placement? It's funny how that works. You got this high moment and then you talk yourself down. That's exactly what I did. I talked myself down um, and I started to, uh, you know, backtrack a little bit. But, you know, I, I gave myself a great pep talk. And I started working with all these people. I just had to get out of my own head. And this really enabled me to see, again, what I'm capable of, how many people I can produce for at a time. Can I produce all these different genres? Because I was only a hip hop dude coming into the course. But uh, I learned that I can do whatever I put my mind to. I have to be wise and make sure I'm not putting so much energy into something that I should give to somebody else, um, which that, that wisdom came later. <laughs> So now let's fast forward. Um, Kathy asked me to come to another Sync Keepers event. And this time I was on the panel at the Sync Keepers event. She asked me to actually speak and speak about the process of staying organized as I'm working on all these different productions with a family, four kids, and going to school, working on my degree, all these things. So I spoke from that angle, but then also, hey, this guy's doing all these things. I'm not even doing it full time. And I landed my first placement. So and it was an amazing time to just share my heart with them and open up about this whole process, how it's definitely not easy, but it is definitely doable, again, with just staying consistent and collaborating with a lot of people. So I shared my heart. And it was a beautiful time. So many people came up to me and just thanked me for what I shared. And then again, Floodbox opened because who is Nick Phelps? And I had to, again, even after the speech, doing that in LA, doing the talk, it, my mind went right down back to the to the slumps. Like, man, am I really, am I really like, am I doing this? Like just this imposter syndrome bullcrap kicks back in. So I got to talk myself out of that. Look myself in the mirror. Like, yo, look, this is who you are now. Like, you're doing this. You are a great producer. How many people can look themselves in the mirror and say, I am good at what I do. I believe in me. I make that a practice because you need to believe in yourself in order for other people to believe in you. Keeping the momentum going, that's what I now had to do. And that's what I am continuing to do. But just me saying yes to that and not letting the funds stop me. Again, I am not giving you permission to be irresponsible. Always look at your situation. But I knew that I had that first monthly payment. I just had to figure out to get the rest. So I took that leap of faith and it really did change my life. It really did. It showed me that first within my faith journey, God will provide. Not how. I always want him to as fast, <laughs> but I'm thankful that he didn't just give me like all the money up front. He allowed me to say like, yo, Nick, you are very resourceful. So go 
and be more resourceful. Like me opening up that door and seeing what was on that side. Now I'm taking that into other arenas, you know, even starting this podcast, me saying yes, led to this podcast. And so how I work now, I definitely do things that I feel good about. Um, now we're moving into a different segment. Now we're talking about goals and stuff like that. Like how I'm managing all these things. I still do a lot of production for people and doing the podcast. I just got to split it up. Plus I got a whole army. I got four kids and a wife, you know, I give them assignments like, Hey, you're going to be doing editing. You could do my emails. We split this all up. But, um, starting this podcast was, it, it was something that I took action when I felt good about it. I took that first step. So whatever your goal is this year, when you get in that mood and if you really feel good about it, if it's really resonating with you and you know you have to do it, then take the first step. However easy that is, just take that first step. For me, I emailed like 20 people. You can email one person, whatever, you know, but I email like 20 people. It's like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Hey, you want to be on my podcast? I'm starting the podcast. And uh, most of them responded back saying, yes, this is a phenomenal concept. And the next day, no lie, I did not want to do the podcast anymore just because I thought of the time. I thought everybody being up in my business. I thought about my voice. Am I really going to want to keep doing this? But I am so grateful that I took action when I felt good about it. Since I took action when I felt good about it, I took that first step. There was no way I was going to back out after I just told all these people, hey, you want to be on my podcast? And then, you know, I tell them, no, no, there's not going to be a podcast anymore. No. So there's this uh, 70, 72 hour rule that I, I heard about from Ill Mind. I think also Drake said it too. I don't know. But it was, um, if you don't do it, then when the next day pass, you're going to not want to do it. And then by the time 72 hours passes, you're going to talk yourself out of it. So no matter how excited you are about something, in that moment, uh, the next day, you're going to be less excited. So it's like, take action while you're in that moment. Just take the first step. And then if something's bringing you a lot of stress, you should definitely take a step back and reevaluate. Should I still be doing that? You know, that that's kind of how I'm living these days. That's how I'm managing uh, my time and doing all the things that I'm doing. But uh, this year, my theme is definitely unapologetic. You know, even as I'm doing this podcast right now, it's, I feel feel a lot more comfortable than I did with the first episode. I just, like I said, I'm just, I'm just done caring about what people think. I'm done overcompensating. You're just going to get the raw Mr. Phelps. I hope that you got a lot out of today's episode. If this has encouraged you in any type of way, please rate, comment, subscribe, share so we can get this out to more people. Thank y'all for tuning in every week. I hope you remember in 2022 to be grateful. Remember to take that first step when you're feeling excited about the journey. And I hope that you have an incredible week.